This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your free flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chains. Here are your hosts, Kathy Kane and Tommy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. You want to be on the Strictly Anonymous podcast or, you know, send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. I'm always looking for people to call into my show. Uh, this is a call and advice show where I talk to people about their secret lives, their problems, their issues, their interesting lives, all kinds of things. So if you fall into any of those categories, send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. If you want to follow me on Twitter, follow me at Cartoon Therapy or follow the show at Strict Anonymous. Um, and if you can write a review for my show, I always need reviews. They help the show. Uh, today I have on a guy who happens to be my friend, but I think he's like interesting because he has a lot of the same issues as, or issues or is doing a lot of the same things that people who call into my show do. Um, and his name is Dr. Guy. I think I've had him on before, talked about his womanizing ways. I've had him on before, talked about all the coke that he does and all the young girls that he fucks. And this time we talk about all that stuff and then some. Uh, you know, he he's one of my favorite friends to call up and like just listen to his stories because he's just always doing crazy things. And because I don't do those things anymore, I sort of live vicariously through him. Uh, and he's definitely working his stuff out. He's like a 50 year old guy going through a midlife crisis. Um, but uh, he fucks a lot of girls. He has a lot of crazy relationships. Um, and on this call, we talk about his most previous relationship with uh, a girl who was a stripper. We also, the the funniest part of this podcast is when we hear about uh, his ex-girlfriend. He was this Russian girl who claimed that she was pregnant by him. And uh, he plays the message. We listen to her message and it is straight up funny because she was trying to like sort of uh, tell him that she was pregnant, but she's not. I don't know. It's just you got to listen to it. Uh, we get into that, and we hear about some of his like uh, stories, his SEX stories. He has a lot of sex. He's fucked guys' wives. He's had threesomes, all that kind of stuff. So that's what we get into. Uh, and so I'm just going to get right to the podcast. I'll be right back on with Dr. Guy. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. Okay, hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast. It's Kathy, and uh, I'm on the phone with Dr. Guy. Remember Dr. Guy? I think you've done two episodes with me before, right, Dr. Guy? Um, Yes, two episodes. Two, right? This would be episode three. <laughs> yeah. Am I holding some kind of record? Uh, no, the guy, the, there was a guy who let his wife fuck other oh, people. Oh, 
So, no. you know, maybe if you get into that, I mean, you do everything I've, else. I've, I've done that. I've been on the other end of that. Does that count? <laughs> oh, you fucked I, guys' I, wives? Well, yeah, I did that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you've done it all. I was hoping that. Because, uh, you know, we're friends. We live in the same city, right? But uh, you're, like, probably in your bed right now, and we're taping this podcast. I was hoping that you'd be really, like, you know, coked up and still oh, hungover oh, from the night before. Because basically, and, I call you the cokehead cardiologist. You're a doctor. Uh-huh. You don't really study cardiology anymore. You do injections, <laughs> right? Because you make more money <laughs> doing right. that. And, yeah. uh, but that's like, that was what you went to school for. Yet, you're the biggest cokehead I know. Uh, probably yes. an overstatement, but maybe maybe you don't know too many cokeheads. So I, guess. I don't. I thought <laughs> cocaine went out in the eighties. I don't know, yeah. but I'm probably dating myself, right? Like, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. still out there, and everyone. Yeah, doing they, they it. don't sell much crack anymore. I don't think, but I think cocaine is still pretty popular. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yes, it's still pretty popular. Yeah. All right. what, what I can what I can see. Yeah, yeah. Right. So you do a lot of coke, and you're like pretty old. So like, we're just waiting for. I'm just waiting for you to pass on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, well, I guess we'll speak to that comment during the book, you know, the, the, the podcast because it's not entirely true. Well, we are on the <laughs> podcast right now. This is your episode, okay? okay, okay so okay. talk it up. So basically, like, Dr. Guy's still up to his shenanigans. I mean, some people would say maybe you're having a midlife crisis. And what is a midlife crisis? To me, what it is is, like, you know, people that got married way too young before they probably naturally wanted to. So they stopped doing all the things that they wanted to do, which was, like, go out and maybe fuck a lot of girls or just be young, right, and have fun. Instead, you went to, uh, I was going to say law school. You went to doctor school. You went to med school, right? And you did everything that your parents wanted you to do and you got married more than once had horrendous marriages lots of kids and uh after you were done with all that you're finally like gonna be true to who you are so basically you're like a 15 year old trapped in a 53 year old body uh, well, stop moving around seven, 17 uh sorry Probably, 17 yeah you can't move around that much in a, in, in a 50 year old body but yeah you're 50 yeah i'm 50 yeah I mean, to me, the worst thing about a midlife crisis, besides the fact that, you know, you probably look a little ridiculous to a lot of people around you. Um, so what I think is like the worst thing is the physical aspect of it, because you're not 17, right? Uh, you're 50. So the things that you do to your body now, it's the reason why you see a lot of these people like dropping dead in their 50s from like, you know, they take one thing and they die because they have heart failure because you can't handle what a 17-year-old can. Yet you hang around with all people that are way younger than you and you party like all the younger people. So you're just like a time bomb, right? Ready to like go off. That's as far as I see it. I'm always concerned for you. But you do give me a lot of interesting stories. I love to call you up and hear your shenanigans <laughs> with all of your girls because... uh you got some interesting stories, so I figured I'd have you back on. That was a very long intro. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Into who you are, what you do. Because listen, some people might have not listened to your previous episodes. The first episode, we talked all about the fact that me and you dated for a very short time and how horrendous that was and all the ridiculous things you did while we were uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if it was that bad. Okay. No, it wasn't uh, that or, bad, but it was horrendous, interesting. Horrendous. Yes, interesting. Okay, horrendous yeah. sounds like a very strong. Word. I know yeah. I'm being a little yeah. exa- I'm exaggerating. Yeah, You're totally yeah. right because it was He's like good theatrical well, license. Yeah, what was bad was that you are to- like, and that's the thing with womanizers, right? I would definitely call you a womanizer, and there's a difference between players and womanizers. You're a womanizer. Your relationship with a womanizer can never be horrendous because womanizers kind of love women and they treat you 
they treat them very well. That's the whole sort of mind fuck of a womanizer. A womanizer, they're almost like too good to be true because they're probably like if you're dating a womanizer, you probably think you met like the greatest guy you ever that ever existed. They're more attentive. They're so but yet they're like that with everybody and it doesn't really mean anything. And that's the mind fuck because I think it's very hard for women to believe that that kind of man actually exists, that that sort of attention and all of that niceness could be completely phony and it kind of is yeah but i think i think there's plenty of women out there who are the opposite side but it's a very similar you know dynamic and that you mean that, that they that they seem so wonderful and, and it's all a lie and you know we talked about that in my last few girlfriends you know um were very much like that and and you know it's it's a so believe me i meet my match all the time <laughs> and i'm getting the shit kicked out of me too emotionally you know from the opposite ends because there are women exactly the same just as predatory uh, you know or more so even more so right but i think that yeah. we've discussed this personally like as friends separately and i thought i think it's an interesting thing to talk about because i think a lot of people have this dynamic in relationships <laughs> there are two people and there's a book called love addiction and this woman named pia medley melody wrote it and it's really great and it talks about um two different types of people and the third type of person is like secure right and this is all about attachment and how that sort of plays out in relationships right and there's like different kinds of attachment theories right but this one is more like love addiction and it's about love addicts uh and love avoidance right and then there's just regular people who are normal um but what tends to happen but I, think, is, I don't think there's too many people in this world like that I think that there, I would say there's about 20% of the people are that. And then, you know, you would say maybe like 60% are love addicts and then you'd get 20% are love avoidance. I don't think love avoidance are a big group either. I think love addicts is the biggest group of people. Yeah, probably. Right. But it's all about this dance that love addicts do where they meet this love avoidant. Right. And these are just terms that this woman sort of created. But if you read that book and you see what the difference is and say you could attach yourself to being one of those people, you can look at your patterns of life and be like, oh, my God, that's that's like what I always do. Right. So you always are attracted to love avoidance because you're a love addict. Right. A love addict is not sort of someone who's very needy. Right. Who gets yeah. addicted to love and chases after somebody who's completely unavailable. And a love avoidant is somebody that's very hard to understand because there are people that really feel uncomfortable when they get close to somebody like they really don't want that. Right. And that's why I don't think that there's a lot of people like that. But there are like they exist. And I've met tons of them because I'm more like you. Um, yeah. But they but they are out there and they really don't want to be close it's uncomfortable what happened to them when they were little most likely is that their their parents sort of crossed the boundaries they call it like emotional incest right and their parents were like too close to them on so many levels it's not necessarily sexual right but that so that feels uncomfortable well, a, lot, a lot of time a lot of time it is sexual and and you know those are the worst you know cases obviously but but um i think that that these these people are very pathological these are the ones that i've come across and usually there is quite a bit of sexual abuse in the history, but it can be purely em emotional abuse. No, I think it it's much sexual, more. I think the sexual abuse, abuse is more that... the love addicts. I think love addicts turn. No, around. no, no. Love. I think love, no. Love avoidance is sexual. Sexual abuse. Okay. Always. Well, yeah. Let's love focus addicts on were, you. Were, 
Let's okay. focus on you because okay. you're very, besides being love addict, I think you're a sex addict. Like you act out sexually and your sexual, like you, your sexuality is like a big part of what you put forward and what you feel most confident in. And that's no different than a woman who's like really slutty and is like, has that mask on. And I was that person. So I understand that. And I really believe that when someone has that thing going on, there's probably sexual abuse in that person's life too. So I don't know what happened to you. But yeah, I, I mean, when, when you read the books about sex addicts, yes, yeah, many of them, many of them have really super, I mean, like the compulsive behavior, like, you know, uh, you know, expose themselves in public or, or, you know, uh, really inappropriate stuff that usually come from a yeah, history, right? They, they come from a history of sexual abuse, you know, sex addicts in the sense that compulsive... Get, like- Listen, addiction, yeah. any kind of addiction, I think when people yeah. start exposing themselves yeah, I, or getting I mean, to that I, I, level, I, that's we, when it escalates. That's when it's escalated and gone really far. But there's different, you know, everyone has like yeah, a different, different bottom. Yeah, just yeah, because yeah. somebody doesn't, isn't yeah. exposing themselves say, doesn't not, mean they're not yeah. uh, sex addicts. You don't expose yourself. Though I do believe, this is what I believe about you, and I've said this on other podcasts, and you're going to think I'm fucking crazy, but I swear, to, I believe that you fuck like really old women, like really, really old women, and nobody knows about it. And that's like you're ex- not true, not true, quote unquote but... exposing yourself. Like you do, you do do things that are no, pretty no, hardcore. No, I do. No. Yes, yes, no, deviant. I, I, yes, I, I, can listen, I can listen. I don't 20 care. I believe. I don't done. believe you. Twenty deviant things I've done. All right, list them. List. Okay. I mean, multiple orgies and multiple sex partners at the same time. Right. And this is all what's going down with you right now. These are yeah, the stories that I, I love I, to hear. I, I fucked some guy's wife several times in front of him. Mm-hmm. I mean, they brutally fucked his wife. And he How did that it. happen? Like, tell me that whole story. Like, where'd you it, meet them? Um, so I was at the club and, you know, it's getting, you know, it was like four o'clock in the morning. And the girl I thought was going to bring home with me, you know, I lost her. And, and so some guy comes up to me, you know, and it's at the end of the night. He says, oh, you want to fuck a hot girl? And I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, I know what it was about. I thought maybe he had like two girls and he needed some help or whatever. I, I had no idea. The guy introduces me to his wife. Mm-hmm. And then, and she's like, you know, hitting on me. And, you know, and he said, you know, you want to go back, you know, do you want to hang out? You want to party some more? So, you know, we went back to my place. How do you know it was his wife? He said, oh, this is my wife. Like, my wife. Right. Okay. Yeah. How yeah. hot were they? Were they young? Were um, they old? Like, what was the deal? They were, I mean, she was, um, I think, about 39. He was a little older. They got married very young. The story, mm-hmm. They were like they're 18. They're from um, Albania. They were from some, uh, you know, from some Eastern Bloc country. I forgot which one it was. Mm-hmm. And um, they lived in the suburbs. And they had, you know, had kids. And they, they had a comfortable life. They had a good business, whatever it is. But this is what they did. And um, they came back to me, and at first it was like a really weird. Um, but you know, that I just went what do you mean it. really weird? What What do you so mean? To have a guy want me to, you know? But how did they initiate it? So you go like, and what she, happened? You know, she'd be like, she was like rubbing my leg, and rubbing my chest, and starting to kiss me. And oh, you're so sexy, you're so hot. Uh, and so you know, and he was like, oh, go ahead, go ahead. You know, he was like encouraging it. It was like you know, really strange. And then, you know, finally, you know, if you undid my pants and was, you know, you know, blowing me and 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 this went on, and so that proceeded. So at first, I felt very uncomfortable, like mm, this is very weird. And he, but he just watched, 
not really joining at all, you know. In a, what do you mean, not really, really? You said not really. He wants a while. He, he kind of, you know, he's a like, oh, suck his dick or, or come in her mouth. Or, you know, he, he he's like kind of, you know, he'd be like the... Orchestrating um, it. Yeah, not orchestrating. Yeah, it's an orchestration, just something cheerleading, you know, that kind of thing. And he would he would kind of, he would try to play with himself. He had a small penis, mm-hmm. could not get an erection. So I coked out of his mind. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and watch me you know brutally fuck his wife in the ass i mean you know every every single thing come on her face all things soup to nuts like out of pornos like 10 pornos and they're like like, like <laughs> three times <coughs> and three times that night yeah and then, then they they she would text me and you know she the next day oh my god you know and then they would try to meet me again you know and i did it one more time mm-hmm. And then, you know, A, I was dating a girl, so, you know, that was the end of that. But also, I just felt really, like, the second time, I felt even more weird. How come? Yeah, but, you know, I you know, I, I guess I'm a sex addict. I have compulsive sexual behaviors, but I'm not, I'm not so much of a deviant like that. And, you know, having a guy watch, and, and, and it just, you know, at least I do love women. And, and, and I have respect for people, too. So some things... You know, are, like for you, are, it was a little it, bit of crossing line because of yeah, the degrading kind of a thing. Yeah, it was so degrading, and 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 you know, and I do that all the time. I, mean, I do the same sexual act I will perform all the time um, in a degrading manner. But you know, someone else's wife with him watching. You know, like I said, it's certainly what he wants and what she wants. Um, but it wasn't necessarily and, a big turn on to you. No, I mean it was it was hot, but it's not something I want. I want you know. She was you know she was good-looking woman, nice figure, but yeah, there's so many other ways I can get off. I don't need to, you know, to do that. So I kind of, but that was that was pretty deviant. So the second uh, time though, you did the whole thing to come on her face, fuck her in the ass. Did you use condoms? Oh, what? Uh, we started out with it maybe part of the time though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Okay. Um. I mean, you know, I fuck different girls, like sometimes three different girls in a day, you know, mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Morning, girl leaves, and I just show, I, I fuck another girl in the afternoon, and then I fuck another girl at night. And, mm-hmm. You know, um, what else? I mean, you know, just just general stuff. I mean, but, but just multiple, multiple women. You know, but, and I, you've also done. I mean, because like I did have a guy in recently who talked about how like uh, most of the guys that he meets that wanna sort of wife swap or do the whole wife thing with another man like typically they tend to be bi you know so uh, do, do you think that maybe that guy like did he try to do anything with you uh no not at all uh, but you I have think... had a lot of experience like you have a one friend who you and him like constantly like sort of together fuck girls right like in the room yeah. together it, it depends yeah sometimes it's just both of us fucking one girl and there's two girls and two me and him so there's three girls you know so it varied but yeah you know many times we double teamed a single girl um yeah that was you know there's only one girl that's that's what we did we both fucked it yeah so we tried to get two back to the house sometimes you know or one left and so we only had one so you make do. You and share. I know because I ask you tons of questions about these people and in like fact, you tell this, me the story this, yeah. this this week mm-hmm the girl that he was fucking, mm-hmm. um, 
know, he's always texting me. You know, we've been friends, you know, even before they started. And he's a little obsessed with her, mm-hmm. which is like, so because he usually doesn't get that way. Mm-hmm. And I fucked her the night before. <laughs> she came home with me. She found me and came home with me. Right. And then, but weren't you, but right now you are kind of dating somebody, right? And you had another girl in town that you were after. So, but then you also fucked somebody else. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I had a fight with a girl that came in from out of town. <laughs> and so. Already I, you're fighting I, with her? These are the yeah, things. Yeah. 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 So anyway, she was a piece of shit. But anyway, so. Didn't I tell uh, you? I could tell by yeah. picture. No, no. Yeah. No. She's, she's, she's one of the love avoidance. And then, um, you know, she's a great actress. And so, um, you know, so, so yeah. So the, then, and then the other girl I was dating got to fight with me. <laughs> and then so I took the other girl home last uh, two nights ago, whatever, not last night, the night before. So, yeah. And this is so the I've thing worked, with Dr. Guy. Girls. This is yeah. the thing with Dr. Guy that I really noticed. And I think this is the thing with a lot of people, men and women. Like, you know, when we have unresolved things with our parents, we sort of seek people out who are like our parents, you know. And you had a very mean, distant mother. Uh, just a mother. <laughs> mother, just un- yeah, unemotional, unable to nurture. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and, also and mean. Good news, Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty, secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too, send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Um, neglectful, neglectful. Right, That's my mama. <laughs> but but yeah, you no, know, she was mean to you. Um, it, it was a neglectful mean. No, she wasn't outward like nasty no? to me. No, she didn't call me names. Nothing, nothing like that. No. Oh, okay. But it, but it was it was neglectful. It was just it was just unable to really connect emotionally mm-hmm. and just just neglect. Just just didn't didn't really care for me. You know, like child needs to be nurtured. Child needs to be picked up and told you know they're loved. And and my earliest recollection. Is my mother? I'm in the crib and I'm like two and a half, and that's my first, my earliest childhood memory. My mother's lying in bed and I'm crying, and I, I have like a wet diaper or something, and she's not getting up and she's not responding to me. And that's like firmly rooted in my mind, uh-huh. and 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 it's you know, it's probably very telling of my childhood, and and certainly emotionally and psychologically, that's the image I have, and that's really a definition of her. You know, just doesn't give a shit. mm -hmm. And so we are unable to nurture. And that's going to really fuck up a child. Right. But that's what you always like. I always could tell like the girls that you're you're really going to click with. Like they have to have that certain thing. Like you go for a lot of different girls. You like all kinds of women and you'll fuck anyone. Uh And you'll even date people like long term. But the girls that really sort of do it for you. 
and I know this about you, so I'm always like, oh, yeah, yeah that girl's bad. not right, or that one is. Because yeah, they bad. have to be really, they they have to be hot and all the things that all the girls are, right? But they also have to be mean. <laughs> They're all mean, I'm sorry to say. You might say your mom wasn't mean, but all your girls are mean. And when I say mean, I mean mean deep down inside mean. Like yeah. almost raw into the core mean. Like you go for like... Just girls that I would be like, I could look at their pictures and be like, "Oof, yeah, well, well, she's mostly, mean." They're, they're always strippers. <laughs> they're, they're not probably... always strippers. Stop! You're so wrong. They're not always strippers. One girl, uh, the one girl you just dated recently was a stripper. We're going to talk about this that. Girl, this, this girl, that was like, stripper. I mean, that girl had tattoos all over. Now you have tattoos. I mean, it's like a little ridiculous. <laughs> you have like long hair. You look so bad, if you ask me. Okay, like you looked so much better before when I met you. Right. But now you're turning. <laughs> now you have like a. You like the clean cut look, and now I'm mostly like a terrorist look. So you really look those. like you belong in Greece. Yes, yes, I should be like in Greece. the island. <laughs> not, not, the, not the movie, <laughs> not, the, not the Broadway play. You look like Euro Trash Central. And listen, I would have loved to fuck a Greek, like dirty looking Greek sleaze ball when I was like exactly. 22, but not now. <laughs> but those are the girls I date. That's I the know. Girls I date. That's the age range I'm trying to get to. So yeah, that's perfect. what you do get. Um, yes. But yeah, you have that thing where you have to like the girls have to be mean. So I know when I saw the girl who came into town this week and you had a couple of girls you were seeing, I was like, oh, that one's too nice. I mean, she's hot, but it was the one that was coming to town. I was like, oh, you're going to like her because she's mean. And you're like, no, she's so nice. And nah, 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 nah. she changed. And of course, I was right, because you could just tell by their pictures, most of them. Yeah, and you smell that from a mile away, and that's what you're attracted to. And because you are a womanizer, most of the time you're fucking multiple women at a time. But every now and then, you meet a really mean girl, and you commit to her, and she becomes like your girl, and you become very addicted to her, and you become very into her, and that becomes your focus, right? And recently, you dated a girl who was a stripper, right? Very hot, the whole nine yards. I mean, like she looked like a stripper. She dressed like a stripper. She was a fucking stripper. And she was one of those like high paid strippers, right? Like she wasn't no like small town stripper. (laughs) She was like the stripper that flies around the country doing it. It's like really professional. And she's, you know, makes a lot of money doing it. Her her, her pattern. So she was predatory, as you say. Um, She had a lot of rich boyfriends um, she actually, in fact, was married to some, you know, you know, billionaire in Texas that she tried to get divorced from because you know the guy's obsessed with her. She wants to get away from him. Um, no, but let me just she, tell you something about love avoidance. Okay? High, Everybody that has a love avoidant in their life, let's just tell people this, Doctor Greg, because I tell you this and it's very true. Anybody that dates these love avoidants, love avoidants never want to get anybody out of their life. Okay, they are completely afraid yeah, of yeah, abandonment would, as anybody yeah. else. As much as they want to yeah, say they keep, want keep you with, out. Yeah. They want somebody else out. They never let anybody go. Okay, so we all know that that's fucking bullshit. Okay. No, no, no. She would ha- no, she had you know, like cute. That would drive me crazy because she had all these guys like circling, and it would drive me up the fucking wall. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, she, she. she yeah. Yeah, she, they would all be obsessed because she, they love avoidance need that and they love that and they love that's why yeah. they're attracted and, to and the love addicts because yeah. a love addict will never leave, you know. 
Um, yeah. And that's the dance that happens. And it's the sort of thing. And it's like, it's very hard to break out of that cycle. You know, you've been through a couple of those cycles because you're working your shit out, right? And you're constantly going through these kind of relationships. I was more like you. I would work it out with many different people, you know, but it was like the same thing over and over again. But how else do you learn? You know what I mean? That's what you got to do, what you got to do. You know, thank God you're in therapy and you talk about it. So when you're in these relationships, you get what my therapist would call like data about yourself, right? Things would come up and buttons would be pressed and then you'd be able to know like what you need to work on for yourself. No, it was a very, yeah. I mean, as, as, you know, tragic or whatever that, that, that I invested so much time and energy in this woman, um, and money. (laughs) And, um, but it, it was a very useful, um, in terms of understanding myself and you said you're talking about the things that happened, you know, day in, and, and there obviously is a lot of drama, a lot of drama because, you know, it's, it's super, super, super intense, very enmeshed, you're very toxic, very, you know, messy. So you have shitloads to talk about with your therapist and it'll help you really, you know, uncover some issues about yourself. And yeah, no, it was, it was, Definitely a learning experience. Yeah, and you can't listen. You can't sit here and say like, oh, all the money and time I invested in this person, like as if like you were some victim to some vixen. I mean, that's not really the case. I mean, it's pretty obvious who she was from day one. Like you have to take accountability for the fact that like you seek these people out for a reason. You know, it's not like she's not keeping you there. Okay, sorry to say. And she's not asking you to for the money. Your biggest thing is you are so afraid of a woman taking you for your cash, yet you all you ever date are women that want you for your cash. Yeah. No, I mean, I listen she was very addicted to me too. And it was mm-hmm. very, you know, I mean, you were she getting was the something one, out of it. Yeah. Yeah. She was extremely, uh, attached to me and, and, you know, uh, and, and listen, even these bad people have some good qualities mm-hmm. and, and, you know, there's a lot of good things about it. It's just that, that, you know, overall she's unable to sustain a interrelationship and, you know, things would, you know, slowly, but surely fell apart. Right. But let me just ask you this because I believe this is what I like about you. And this is why I could be friends with you, even though you're so flawed, because I don't care about flaws. It's more about like sort of self-awareness. Like you could admit as well that you're not capable of having a relationship either. Right. Um, probably not a healthy one. Yeah. I doubt it. Not yet. You know, I was working on it and, and, um, you know, but for example, during that relationship, I was almost completely monogamous, and I haven't done that. But what does almost mean? When you guys would have a fight, you'd go fuck somebody else. That's what you do. That's not monogamous. That's like you're still no. But, but you, but you, but usually, usually, even you know, my normal form of monogamy is <laughs> I'm dating someone or whatever, mm-hmm. or I'm dating. Usually, I'm dating several people, mm-hmm. so that's not monogamous. And you know. While I'm dating that one person, I'm all I'm doing all day is thinking about wow, that guy's got a nice piece. Yeah, you know, I'm always always on the hunt. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's like like a vampire needing to feed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was insatiable, mm-hmm. and and for the first time, um, with her, I felt, you know, you know, kind of relieved of that. It was like because you know so much emotional energy goes into hunting down women and totally. trying to get laid. Yeah, so you know, it, it it's it's like a drug. It's a drug mm-hmm. like any other. 
You spend a lot of time acquiring, you know, acquiring the drug, totally. doing the drug, and, that, and that's women for me. Uh-huh. And so um, the, the the actual that hunger and that need uh-huh. went away. It was so minute, it, it wouldn't even I wouldn't even consider it. But do you think that maybe that's more about maybe where you're at than like sort of a reflection of like what she did to you? Like maybe because you've been in therapy and you're working out your stuff and you're sort of like growing and learning and having these experiences, maybe you're bettering yourself and maybe that's just the way you are now. Maybe you you are more capable of doing that and it wasn't about her, it's just about you. um, Yeah, I think think, uh, it was probably a little bit of both yeah mm-hmm. you know I, th- I think you know i have changed in some level and i'm more aware and you know she was the right person to kind of fit into that you know like lock and key kind of situation and so i was ready for that for some difference in my in my relationships um but you, know, you did fuck it. somebody else and you told her about it. And that's when your relationship kind of went to shit because once she knew that, wasn't it like so, like didn't she start treating you Oh, no, 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 no. She, she didn't know. It was only one time and, and I told her after the fact. You know. Right, which is the wrong thing to do. You told her, when you say you told her after the fact, it like let's be honest, like you no, didn't tell her up. to be like, oh, baby, I just want to let you know. First of all, that would be stupid too. Just like you didn't do it because you felt guilty. You did it when you were in a fight out of spite. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. Awesome. It was it, you know, at the end of the relationship, and you know, I was upset, and so I said, "Hey, guess what? You know, exactly. you shouldn't me because <laughs> I am an asshole." This is what I did. Yeah, right. So I mean, to say like, "Oh no, it was only once," and I told her that is such a like people. This is why. Like, I really feel like you have to always ask a lot of questions because if you just said that and we glossed over, people might be like, oh, that's like nice that he told her that he cheated. I mean, that's like, oh, sort no, of no, sounds no. like the story yeah, you're yeah, telling, okay, yeah, but yeah, the yeah. story no, is no, you threw nice. it in her face <coughs> in an <coughs> argument. Yeah. Okay. You know, at, the end, at the end of the relationship, yeah. 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 So you used it as something like as a, and you put her on the defensive. And then when she knew that. Yeah, I mean, it was over anyway, so I think that just, you know, put the nail on the But did you cheat on her when it was over anyway, or did you cheat on her earlier? I cheated on her, you know. You're muffled. Could you start over again? You're muffled. Oh, yeah, I cheated I cheat on her. My hand was getting numb. Stop Sorry. moving. I had to move my hand. It was getting numb from okay. on the phone. <laughs> you moved so, yeah. uh, Well, you cheated on her, so start with that. So, um. I cheated on her. I cheated on her probably about a month or so before we broke up. Because we got the massive fight and she wasn't talking to me. And basically she texted me that she didn't think she'd still be in a relationship with me. And she didn't want to see me and blah, blah, blah. And then, um, you know, I say, well, I'll give it some more time. And then stupidly, I decided to go out. <laughs> so I am going to some club with my friends. And sure enough, I got into some trouble and... Um, you know, and then shit happens, uh, and and so. But that's how I, you I, act I said, out, I right? Like two you, girls that night, yeah. You slept with yeah. two different girls, right? But like, isn't yeah. that because we've talked about this and you've copped to it, and I find it interesting because I used to do the same thing, and not to say that all cheating is this. Some people just do it because they have natural urges, but some people do it because it's a way, like when you're feeling insecure, 
in a relationship of like it's like phony strength like you can't deal with the emotion you can't sit with it of maybe like being nervous about what's happening with the person that you're with right and you feel abandonment so you go out and fuck somebody else and somehow that gives you like strength but it's not strength right it's like bullshit yeah but no, it, no 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 yeah no i oh no question it's just you know it's yeah out of Anger, rejection. It's know. almost like you do it because you like the like. I was cheating on one boyfriend the whole time behind, <laughs> behind his back, but it wasn't because I didn't like him. It was because I liked him so much. But like that's in quotes, right? Because how much could I like somebody that I was doing that? But like I was so into yeah. him and obsessed with him that the only way I could stay with him was to be doing this behind his back because it was the only way that I felt okay through all of the insecurity. Right? It was like something that I was holding on to. It was a crutch. It was an addiction. It's like yeah. Out. Drinking, yeah. yeah, exactly. Right, so you, you feel you feel you're so afraid of what's going to happen to your emotional pain, and so you kind of feed your you know ego and emotion, you know, mm-hmm. you know through with, fucking with somebody else. Exactly. So you feel it's your self esteem. You know, yeah, just, you're afraid yourself to fall apart. So oh, I'm still cool. I'm still sexy. I'm still hot. Yeah, you whatever know, it is. Yeah, yeah. But it's yeah, temporary yeah. because it doesn't change anything, right? Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah, it's not. It's not going to help you. It's not. It's not developing a real emotional attachment to anybody. So, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. And you might be. I don't know because, like, I think everyone's like a different concoction and made up of a lot of things. I think you know. Yeah, you're having a midlife crisis, and yeah, you're having. Uh, you're acting out all these things because you're dysfunctional. But I also think you just have an innate sort of personality that you're born with that, like, is you who you are as well, right? And I just think you know, deep down inside, you are somebody that is highly sexual and very not immature but like just like young at heart and you might always be that way so you you know I don't know that when you clean yourself up like you're ever going to be a completely monogamous person or not like maybe you will I don't know you know what do you think if if I'm the like do you think like if you were like take all your dysfunction away right and and put that aside and you're like you know do you think that you would be capable of monogamy or do you not like think that you would be um you know i think after having that experience what know, experience that I, was, that I was monogamous for even for a couple months oh please you were monogamous with plenty of your wives for a while in the beginning yeah but the, but the the intensity with which the emotional pain would go through that i want to fuck someone else so badly Oh, so I you were always so, holding back, right? Oh my God, holding back. The first time, I'm sorry, this was profoundly different for me emotionally and, you know, psychologically, that I lost the desire to go hunt and fuck other girls. For how long? I, for a couple months. Okay, how long were you with I, her total? Like three months altogether, give or take. <laughs> and one month, the last month, you already said that. Let's do the math, okay? So you dated her three months. You said March, one it, month it, before it, you, know, you... Stop Kathy, and listen. You, stop. No, no, one okay, month. Before you go through the whole calculation, I'm okay. telling you, it was profoundly different. No matter the time, no matter the facts, I'm just telling you for myself, you know how I feel? I felt different. Okay. And I never felt that way before. Like, I didn't care about fucking the girls. I just wanted to be with one girl. And I felt satisfied and I was happy. I know that it was very different and that's good. I I just wonder if, if like seven, you could do it for seven years. I don't know, but that doesn't really matter. Like, I, yeah. you know, um, like, cause I was thinking when you were saying that like you were monogamous for the first time and like, you like that maybe when you got, like fixed yourself up totally and you got to that place where you're like, you know, emotionally more secure and maybe you conquer your love addiction, your sex addiction, that, you know, maybe you would be a, 
in your natural healthy state, like a very monogamous person, you know? Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, so you do <laughs> I, hope, I hope so. that's what you're looking for. Yeah, I mean, at some point, you know, it, what was happened before in my life, and you said before that that previously it's kind of forced to be monogamous. I was forced to, not forced, but whatever. I, I, I got married, kids, a whole, you know, responsible lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, very early on, I never really had a break. I went from one marriage to the other, school, work. I, I never had a chance to kind of, yeah, sow my oats or whatever, just be myself as a human being. And yeah, I am always a little wild and crazy, and I always will be. I have, I, you know, it's just in my nature, and probably because of my love addiction, whatever, I just, I, I have to have a little bit of excitement, you know, it's just who I am. And, um, you know, but believe me, it does get tiresome. After, you know, you, you say yourself, you did, you say you burn yourself out. So, constantly going out and, and different girls and you know all right at effort. your age that's the that's the problem with having like a midlife crisis yeah. and the reason, doing the what reason, you would be doing in your 20s and your 50s 20s, and yeah. physically and it's hard yeah yeah right? and i mean i um you know i we didn't go out i didn't, I didn't go out last night for example because mm-hmm. i was tired Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, kind of. Yeah, you know, it was Fashion Week, and you're, you're partying like crazy. You know, we just like went nuts for days, and and finally, I couldn't take it anymore. You know, and yeah, you know, there's you know, the, I guess the younger people or be ever you know people too early in it, whatever, they keep going. But you know, I took a break. Mm-hmm. I I came home. I came. We ordered pizza. We watched a movie. You know, with my friends. Right. Yeah. So so yeah, that's why I'm not so cracked out today. You know, got me two days ago. I was cracked out. No, I Today, know. I, I yeah. talked to you on the phone and then I called you back yeah. like two seconds later. I was like, I just yeah. want you to know you sound like shit. <laughs> yeah. You said yeah. a terrible and it was like a one o'clock. It was like four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I just probably barely woke it up. And so, um, yeah, so it, it, it gets to a point where, where it's too much and, you know, you crave some stability, you crave, you know, to have a little more, you know, reasonable life, and and if you found someone, like I said, it was a very you know, you, you're critical of me that it was like such a short term and that she's not around for two months, blah, blah blah. But I'm telling you that that it was an experience for me to have some peace because mm-hmm. honestly, she was very very maternal, very you know, she you know, cook and clean, and, and it was like having a wife, and 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 for once in my life. I didn't mind that. I didn't mind someone being doting and and. Oh, but it's um, so obvious that you always like that. Okay, it doesn't. I I did not expect no, after, you to after be what, different after, than that. Yeah, you um, love that. That's what you're always looking for. It's very obvious that you love to be with one person. Like you're like because like you're not the type of guy that stays no, single I, for I even a year. You always have yeah. that one that you wind up trying to commit to. It never works out, but you're always looking for that. That's what you're out there quote-unquote hunting for yeah always yeah but i'm hunting no i I think that that i'm hunting much more you know for the quick thrill i mean yes i i I always am very nice to the girls i'm always you know i'm I'm connected i'm always connected but you know i'm not satisfied i want another one i want another one another one 
But don't um, you think you're not satisfied because you're always looking for that one, though, that you want to settle down to? Because every couple of months, you always do meet that one. And then you you give everything up. And then you date that person. And you do this. You know, you spend a lot of money on them. You start traveling with them. This is the person you're going to be monogamous with. You become totally like into yeah. them yeah, and then yeah, it, yeah. then it breaks up but i know that you are always looking i i i know that in you that you're always really looking for you're more a relationship guy than you're not yeah you're not uh, you're not like you love being single in some sense but you're really more happy i believe in a relationship with one person whether you're going to ever be monogamous with that person is a different story but i do believe you're always looking for that and you always do have that every every couple of months you find that no no yeah i'm always dating no i'm always cheating on them this is the first time i mean if we would go through all the girls that i've seen you cheated on them because you were more insecure not because you weren't into them that girl that you dated right after me okay that you really liked you were really into her Okay, as I, I was, I, I was, no, I was kidding myself. No, I you're tell you. kidding yourself with this one too. You just don't realize it because you're too close to it. Six months from now, you'll say the same thing about this one. I think we're talking too soon after this one mm-hmm. ended that you still are no. like in the mist. No. no, okay, I was more attracted, happier, and more satisfied. Okay, but maybe that's because you're a different person, like I said. I but you've maybe, had maybe, these relationships maybe, where maybe. you are you give everybody up for this one girl. Every now and then, you meet one girl who's that perfect concoction that you really like, and you say you're trying to, you know, this is the one. And you, I could count them on my hand. You had the one right after me. Then you had the one that looked just like Joan Rivers, and then you had the one over the summer <laughs> I was that was never really like, mean. I was different to her. No, yes, sure. you fucking were, and then. No. You had Doctor no, I'm telling you, no, no, she. You don't know. You're trying to. You're rewriting I'm history. You, I, never, I was never monogamous with her. I was. It doesn't never matter. Monogamous. You were monogamous with this one either. Really, you fucked two other girls in one night. Okay, you're not monogamous. One time. One time. Okay. Okay. You were into her, you were sweating her, and then there was the mean one over the summer that had a lot of plastic surgery and she was only like 20-something with the crazy ex-boyfriends. That was her, and now there's this one, okay? And six months from now, there'll be another one. I've gone no, through the, all of them with you. No, it's the your only pattern. Two, the, the only two I was addicted to mm-hmm. was the one from the summer and this one. The other ones I didn't give a shit about. You cared so much for the one right after me. I just think you were in a different place no, in your I life. I tried. I tried, but I really, I'm telling you how I felt. I'm telling you how I felt. I never gave up wanting to hide. I never felt, you know, satisfied. I never felt, you know, like it was really something appropriate for me. No, no. And I, and this other girl I would have stayed you with. You told me you were being monogamous with her. That's what you told me when we, when you were with uh, her. I was, I was. I was fairly monogamous, but not completely. <laughs> no, no. And it's also how it feels for me inside. Maybe maybe it is my own self-esteem that, that is getting better. It is. Uh, That's what I, you don't I, see. Okay. You, okay. Well, I hope I hope. I hope yes, right. it's more but, about you. It's. I'm telling you, it's, you're just evolving and changing, and that's why you see the most recent yeah. two as the ones you were more into, right? 
but and you know because maybe you're capable of being more present or something you've changed where you were with me when I was with you so many years ago and the girl you had you were a very you weren't in therapy at that point you weren't doing things you hadn't started acting out like you were like an amateur you know what I mean like you were just starting to really get on this tear that you've been on that you need to sort of do to work your shit out right so you were just starting that's the only reason but this girl that girl was no different than this girl it's like every couple of months you get at somebody and you're working your stuff out and you work it out with the, the people that you really quote unquote like and maybe it felt different with her because you were different but it wasn't that she was different that's all you were capable of so yeah. I believe the next person it, you'll find the same thing if, if anything you'll look back and say oh I liked her even more than the last one like you're gonna just say that because maybe that's because that's your growth it's not about yeah. this one right. was I mean yeah I, I can only say how, how I experienced it Mm-hmm. And you know, and maybe you're right. Maybe it's, it's not so much the girl as so as for me. But yeah, right. I mean, I'll, either way, I'll, I'll, I'm happy about that. So you know, I'm not gonna. And the whole point gonna... is that you are a relationship guy, okay? Like that is the truth about you. That I think is very obvious from anyone that knows you for a long period of time and sees that. And I do believe you could say you're doing the hunt for whatever you want to do, but you're always. The minute you find someone that you have that sort of, you know, all the stars align and this is the one that you're like, oh, you you plan trips with them like you're playing house with them. They're moving in with you. You're like it's, it becomes like a complete 180 and you're like I'm being monogamous to this one and like and that's the one you like and you've had a couple of those girls over a short period of time. It's not like you go five years and then you have one of those. That was like the way I would be. I would be like every other year, but you have them every couple of months because that's, you're more a relationship person. I don't think that's a bad thing. I think when you do fix yourself up, like you will find yourself again in a relationship. I think that's what you're always looking for a little bit more of that peace. Yeah, I, I agree at some point. But you are having a lot of fun while you do it. Lots of orgies. I mean, like, you know, I have a lot of people that call into my show or I see them actually on Craigslist. They're like looking to have a life like you and they're like sort of putting ads out there and everything. But like, I guess like you're here to say, right, because you have this lifestyle and you're not putting ads anywhere. All you're doing is going out and partying, right, and finding these people in clubs. Like people are a lot more open minded, I guess, because you could just go out, get drunk and meet girls that'll do all this kind of stuff. Like, right. (laughs) Yeah, there's. I mean, the clubs are filled with damaged girls, so you know it's not it's not that hard to find them. You know, and and they're they're looking for something, or they're you know they're they need a visa. <laughs> there's, there's, <laughs> right, but maybe easy. because you're in New York City, it's like if somebody's yeah. listening to this podcast, they're in like Minnesota, they're like, yeah, Kathy, yeah, but like hard, I don't yeah. have like that kind of club action like down the street. Yeah. There's like maybe. One I mean, my, my phone goes off literally day and night. You know. Girls are texting me, and friends say, "Hey, come out!" And you know, oh my I mean, god, the emoticons <laughs> in your phone. Yeah, the text when I messages. Would, when I would doctor guy, today who, yeah, who, you know, is known as a she is a hooker. <laughs> She's no question, but she goes out all the time. She hangs out with all the promoters. A pretty attractive woman, and you know, we're friends. I mean, I never, you know, I never slept with her, but you know, she always flirts with me, and and. She sounds like like she's from you know the Russian mob. You know, mm-hmm. this deep voice, this heavy Russian accent, and so around four thirty in the morning, she texted me pictures from the night before 
of the two of us, probably in some bathroom, God knows what. <laughs> I don't even remember doing that. And, it's, and so she said, but these pictures, are, they were on her phone, you know. And my phone, like I said, all night long, it's buzzing because, you know, friends are out and these girls are out and they're texting me. Hey, where are you? Where are you? 5.30, 6.30, 7.30. It's just crazy. What were in those pictures? What were you doing with her? No, no, we were just kind of, you know, we were, you know, kissing or we were, you know, fooled around. It was just, it was just funny. Uh-huh. It was in the bathroom somewhere in the club, but who knows? I don't remember. But she took some selfies of us. It was kind of funny. So, but yeah, but that, that's, that's, yeah, that's my life. My life is because I, I have this whole network of, you know, very damaged people and, constantly texting me and you know they're sending me dirty selfies and all that stuff so and then they say they don't want to come over you know or they want to meet up or come out so it's just yeah it's non-stop oh we it's forgot non-stop. about the russian girl who pretended she was pregnant you really liked her too you liked her a lot yeah i, I yeah I, you know yeah i mean i was a little addicted to her too yeah she was another one so you do have these yeah. long, like you really liked her she had that you know she was that whole thing too yeah yeah she was young she was beautiful she was you know but she was crazy <laughs> she's a she's a she's a predatory yeah female. i mean i can't tell you how many girls in doctor guys lives like all of them come back and try and tell them that they're pregnant but none of them really are and like this one like, I mean, the honest truth is, like, one of your ex-wives contact me on Facebook to try and, like, talk to me about you. And she was just like, oh, the Russian girl is pregnant. And I called you up. I'm like, is your Russian girl pregnant? Because I know that it's all bullshit. They all claim they're pregnant. And you sent me a picture. And I wish this was, like, a TV and people could see and I could show the picture of the pregnancy test. Maybe I'll post it on Twitter because nobody knows who she is, right? But she yeah. sent you a picture of a positive pregnancy test that was the most... From Russia. Yeah, it was that like it was so obviously like a fake like she literally took a red pen and drew another line on it and went out of the lines right like went out of the window yeah, it wasn't very well, which I'm shocked she, she's a pretty good painter she, she could, you think she could draw a straight line but it was not good was and in 2017 good. I mean there are so many sort of things on what uh, 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 you know like there's applications that you could like make things up with like graphic design on the computer the fact that she yeah. drew she it with in Siberia pen. right now so maybe she didn't have <laughs> To the latest technology. <laughs> <laughs> she sent him like the most bogus, like laugh out loud funny, like most ridiculous positive pregnancy test I've ever seen in my life. It's like who would believe it? And you would think that if like this girl is trying to cash in on your cash, right? Because you have a lot of money. I know how much money you make around, right? And it's a lot. So right. So she was like looking for the mother load. You know, you she, think well, she, she put also, a she little more work she, into her pregnancy yeah, yeah, test. Her yeah, exactly. The whole <laughs> right? plot. <laughs> she yeah. invested a little more time and money. Yeah, and, and did I ever play that voicemail for her? I played it for you, right? No, you didn't. Can you play it for oh, me now? Oh, 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 I wish we could. Can oh we get it God. on the show? Can't you? You could call your. All you have to do, and because I, I could edit part of it out, like all you have to do while we're on the phone is call your own voicemail. Oh wait, do you know how to do watch, that? My WhatsApp. What? I can look at my WhatsApp on the iPad. Okay. Oh my God. Why? Uh, what's on your WhatsApp? It's on my. That's where it is. Let's listen to it. It is insane. Here we go, my dear. Mm-hmm. Hi guys. Anyway, I wanted to inform you with the great news. Uh, I'm pregnant. Uh, so uh, there are only two options for you. Uh, whether you want to call me and discuss how are you going to solve it with the financial situation, or whether I'm going to Canada 
and from Canada I'm flying on a private jet with my friend to New York without checking any visas. So, uh, and I'm going to be in New York anyway, um, about two months. So you have to decide it for yourself. Either we're going to solve it right now and discuss what's going to be right now, or I'm just going to get to New York and then I'm going to apply for you to be a daddy of my future kid. <laughs> and then you're going to have exactly the thing that you didn't want to have. It's just another kid that you want to take care of and another mother. Okay, so please, just, if you want to make it peacefully, get away with your Asian ugly affected speech. But if you want me to fly to New York in about two months from Vancouver or from Montreal, uh, from Canada, if you want to do it this way, and me apply for the child support. That's totally cool. I would love to have a baby. But if not, just call me back and we're going to decide what we're going to do at the moment. Just get away with your fake seats, fucking ugly bitch. And decide what you're going to do with me and the baby that you made. Okay? Kiss it. Bye bye. <laughs> oh my god oh, that's the best thing i've ever heard the best thing ever oh my god i mean she's kind of laughing when she's saying it you hear her laughing i mean she knows she, it's ridiculous she right angry. oh yeah she when is. she calls your your ex-girlfriend the asian big fake titted bitch that's <laughs> <laughs> uh that's terrible women when women hate other like i mean i've been there like we all like when we see someone someone we dated with somebody else we just like hate them and so terrible for women to feel that way about other women because she's just really into you and she's i mean what does she look like i'm so, like what does she want you to do with her future baby like pay her like she, she, trying to get no, she want because the re she wanted me to marry her to get her a visa and she needed right. a waiver really complicated and i said to her you know i went i went to russia to visit her again and we you know we, we were in a relationship here in, in new york when she was here and, um, you know, I said to her after like being with her for like a day or two, I was like, you know what? I just had in my gut. I feel like I'm being, you know, pushed again into marriage, just like the other two times. I don't want to get married. I don't think it's right. I have to trust my intuition. I told her, I said, I cannot marry you. I said, I can't marry you. It's not, I don't feel it's right. You know, it's being rushed into something. And I don't want to have another responsibility of another wife, you know, that I got to take care of. And, um, you know, so I said, what she said to me on the, on the phone call is exactly, you know, the, the phrase I said to her. I don't want to have another wife to take care of. I have. Right. But didn't she of. say she said like exactly like you're going to get exactly what you didn't want. Don't want it, which is another kid. And, you know, <laughs> I like all these kids I support and these mothers don't let me see them. And now I'm going to have another one. So that's that. That's exactly. She paraphrased my statements to say, fuck you. That's, yeah, that, that she kind of laughed when she said that because she knew she was like kind of sticking it to. But the problem is, like, really, if she wanted to do what she thought she was going to do, she'd have to like. She she really needed to fuck you more and actually get pregnant and get really pregnant because like nothing could like she nothing she was doing could hold up because in court right yeah, because was, she wasn't pregnant she sent a fake no. test I mean so what was she even if she got pregnant from no, somebody else 
It wouldn't work. She was just gra- no, no, no. She was just gra- she was just upset. They refused to marry her, and then she saw on Facebook me with another girl. So you know, she was just being angry, and and I think it was just it was just emotional. No, it wasn't a thought out plan. Oh it's come on! She went and bought a pregnancy test and drew a line yeah. on it and sent you the picture. Yeah, was, it was she, a plan. She, it was just such a bad. You have to un, like you have to question her uh, intelligence level because it just. I, I mean, think it was more emotional than intelligence. She's a very smart girl. I think it was emotional. It was just okay. Emotional. I'm going to tweet out the picture of the very smart pregnancy <coughs> test by the very smart girl. Okay. <laughs> she can't be that smart. I, was really, I, was, I, was I mean, if I was going to trick somebody, like, I yeah. don't know, like, and I'm really it was, smart. It was, very amateur, it was very amateur, so I agree. But, you know, whatever. It was great. It what that, it that's what made it so interesting is how yeah. amateur it was, considering if she is a smart girl, I just don't understand the whole thing. It really is. The picture is, I'm not exaggerating how bad and how obviously oh, yeah, fake yeah. it is. It's the most hilarious thing I've ever seen. I mean, she, listen, she, she, she was desperate to get in this country. She also did love me on some level and she craved stability and, and I represented that. And yeah, so and she, you, and you and, gave and then, her all of that stuff that you do. Listen, I dated you. When you're with somebody, yeah. you're really into them. You are like them, too good and, to be true. You treat them yeah. well. You were yeah. very generous with her. And then when you broke up or the girl dumped you from the summer that you were addicted to, you went back to her because you were very needy of some attention. So you did go back and you flew to Russia to see this one to kind of yeah, use well, her because you thought, were reeling from somebody having, else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was probably a mind fuck for her because she thought you were back because you really liked her. But I know yeah. you were just there because you couldn't deal with the fact that somebody else had just dumped you. Uh, well, I dumped them, but yeah. You know what I mean. <laughs> you dumped them because they're being mean to you, not because you don't like them anymore. Yeah, well, because their ex-boyfriend wanted to kill me. So. Yeah, <laughs> but you were still into her so and you couldn't deal with it. So you flew to Russia. We had a whole conversation. That's what I say I like yeah. about you. You're very open and you know exactly what you're fucking yeah. doing when you're doing no, it. No, no, of course. Yeah, I, I, I back paddled in the water because, you know, I was feeling low and, you know, she got represented. Love and stability to some extent. Of course, it's not real. Right, but you have to feel for the girl on the end of that because sometimes girls don't understand that that's what's going on and they take it personally. She thought you were back because you missed her. She didn't really realize it was more about about the fact. Yeah, Yeah. and that's where girls get so fucked. And it could happen with guys too. I mean, you know, people do this. This is just human nature stuff that happens. So sometimes you have to be leery about the person that comes back in your life. Is it really about you or is it, you know? I had a guy on recently that was literally... He had an affair on his wife and w- and he actually really liked the woman and they broke up and then he said he was having like a lot of sex again with his wife. And I was like, you're basically like using your wife as a rebound. And he's like, yeah, totally. Like, so his wife doesn't understand that he's like all of a sudden so into her because he's upset about the girl he really likes, which is his girlfriend. Do you understand? Yeah. So it's yeah. like a mind fuck for women sometimes or if a man, if that's happening to a man from a girl, a woman, you know. But sometimes people yeah. are using you to get over somebody else. And that's what you did to her. So <laughs> she's doing all this to get back at you. But I mean, it was obviously yeah. so funny. Yeah. She's not going to get anything from you. Yeah. I mean, but yeah. it was, it did make for a good uh, message and a, a good pregnancy test. Yes. And a good story. I, I that that, yeah, it's a good story. That, that message is, is so classic. <laughs> yeah. And how many of those do you have in emails from these other girls? Because I've been there. Yeah. Like, that was the I'm best pregnant. one. That- 
Yeah. The best one is a fake to an Asian bitch and and, <laughs> and kisses. Bye. <laughs> and a whole bunch of that. It's hysterical. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And it's great it, that you it saved it. it. Let me. So let's um, end the podcast. We have like a good 15 minutes like, with some like really hot stories because you have a lot of those. And I'm always talking about all this other stuff. But probably people would love to hear about... Um, you know, some of like the sexual escapades that you've had, because you have a lot of good ones. Yeah. Um, so let's see. So the, the night I cheated on that girl, <laughs> mm-hmm. I was out some, you know, some club and then there's this girl, like, you know, something a bunch of times. And so she's like all over me and I'm getting more and more drunk and, you know, not being able to really rationally behave. And so I end up in another club and somehow at six o'clock in the morning, I end up in this girl's apartment screwing her. Mm-hmm. And then while I was screwing her, my phone rang and I a text message from another girl that I dated before looking for me. Mm-hmm. So I told the other girl, meet me back at my apartment. I'll be there shortly. Mm-hmm. And this girl, you know, she the doorman know her, so they let her up, and I'm finished with this girl around twelve o'clock. I must have dozed off. I woke up in a hurry, and I went back to my apartment and fucked the other girl uh-huh. <laughs> right after the first one. So I mean that was pretty impressive, and it was all in one night that I was not with the girlfriend. So I was um, a lot of control, uh-huh. and I and I and I fucked like her all day. On and off until like five o'clock, and then I kicked her out. And I texted, you know, the ex girlfriend, you know, do you want to meet up with me now? <laughs> so that's, that was the course of my day. And then you fucked her that night. Uh, no, maybe not her, not that night, but the next night, I think. Yeah. Right. But you've done a lot this, of multiple girls at once, right? You had a lot of threesomes. Yeah, oh, oh, so then after we broke up like a week later, um, this girl I know hits me up once in a while. She goes, you know, she, she said, hey, what are you doing? I said, oh, I'm around. You know, I'm here. It was like on a Saturday. She said, we want to come over. And she showed me a picture of her, her blonde friend. I said, okay, come over. And they both came over. And we started, you know, drinking and partying a little. And sure enough, we had, you know, crazy threesome. For like two hours I was screwing these girls, the two of them. You know, one with a cut and one without. Like an anal with one of them. I mean, just, just you know, came all over the faces, you know, just the whole nine yards. <laughs> and so. which did you do that use the condom with the anal one or no? No, the one that I, that I knew from before, I didn't use a condom, the other one I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so. And what went down? Did they do each other as well? No, the, those two didn't. I did, so with the ex-girlfriend. Was she Asian? No, no. No, no she no. wasn't, she had, right? She wasn't. She was. She was um, Colombian and Israeli. Right. But she had, you know, she had her eyes. She, I could see why you would say that because she, she, you know, she had her eyes are a little um, Asian shape. But she didn't, you know, 
she wasn't Asian. No. Yeah, to me it was obvious she wasn't Asian. She looked more Latin to me or something, Latin, you know? Latin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She and she was very pretty. But so was the the girl. I mean, let's truth be told, the girl that called and left that message was really beautiful too. Most of the girls you wind up with are very attractive except for the Joan Rivers girl and the girl in the summer I didn't think either. But the girl, the Russian girl was very pretty. She was a 10. And this girl, yeah. I thought you didn't think she was as pretty as the Russian, but I thought she was very pretty on in a different way, yeah, but no, very attractive. No, she was very attractive, yeah. very sexy, very hot, mm-hmm. super hot. Yeah, like very, very pretty. I think factually pretty, but also very sexy yeah. and her body and everything and, you know, yeah, her whole yeah, thing. Was, but yeah, yeah, Right. But the girl, the Russian girl, we got to say, I mean, she didn't have the fake tits or any of that, but she was also beautiful no, in her own way. I mean, she was very beautiful. 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 Mm-hmm. She's a model, gorgeous girl, gorgeous girl. Yeah. yeah. Very, 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 very beautiful. Nasty. Two very different looks, but I know that you tend to like the bigger, thicker, Latin-looking girls. I think that's a little bit more yeah. your thing. Yeah, I, I, I more, yeah, I'm a little more attracted to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, yeah. she was, she was totally that. So let's just end with the little. My, my, my new, my new. Please, please, let's just. This is so fucking okay. funny. Let's end on this then, if not a hot story, okay. your threesome story about your girl. But let me just tell you this: this is doctor guy calls me up and tells me about his new girls, and I'm always like, okay, send me pictures, right? Because I have nothing going on in my life except a baby. So. I'm listening to your stuff and you tell me that you're dating Miss. Got to cut that out. You're, let's say you're dating somebody. It's Miss. Let's make a joke like mix, Miss Mexico. It's not Miss Mexico. It's somebody else, right? Yeah. Can we yeah. say? Because I don't yeah, want to so, really know so somebody who so, she is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so, yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah so, I can't say. From a Latin country. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. Miss Latin country, right? That's who you're yeah. dating. So I'm like, okay, send me pictures. Yeah. So you start sending me pictures and I'm sorry, but she was not even a 10. She was like a seven. Okay. She was not that great. And I'm like, there's no way this is a Miss Latin country. So I'm like, I start Googling her and then I find out her real title is Miss globe latin country (laughs) and i'm like what the fuck does globe mean and you're like oh that's just another different contest so she won some like fake content like you know listen she could be miss any like you can make up any kind of pageant and win it but that doesn't mean that you're like there's a very big difference between miss globe latin country and miss latin country okay yes your girl is like a d-list pageant country per winner all these girls like if they're like, you know, if it's a quote unquote you know, model, so like model, model. Well, that was know. the thing you had told me in that same conversation that you were also dating a full fledged supermodel. You're telling me she's a supermodel. She's beautiful. So I said, send me pictures of her. And you sent me pictures of her. She's the girl that was very mean to you this week. And she was also a globe supermodel. I mean, she was <laughs> by no means. Was she, was she, hot, she was hotter than the Miss Fake uh, Latin Country, but she was definitely a globe supermodel as well. Yeah. None of them yeah. yet have been the real deal. They've all kind of been globe something or other. Yeah. And this one was a real stripper. I mean, she was like the real deal. She, like I said, she dressed the part. She looked the part. She was very hot. She was very beautiful. You could tell, you know, I mean, she really, she wasn't like a globe stripper. <laughs> she, you know, she no, wasn't she like was a, a D-list stripper. She was an A-list stripper. And you did meet yeah. her. Let's just say you flew out to Vegas. We're going to end on this. You're like your hot threesome story, right? So you go out to Vegas for like a, Something with your office, right? And you have a nurse. Yeah, a, a medical conference. Yeah, yeah medical conference. Nurse, you take a nurse with staff, you, yeah. a young nurse who's really hot who works for you, and she happens to be in a long-term relationship with a guy. But you wind up having a threesome with her while you're there with the girl who you wind up dating, right? This is how you guys sort of hooked up the yes. first time, right? So why don't you just tell us that little hot story before we end the podcast? Yeah, so so just you know, the night before I met up with the girl, other girl, 
my nurse and I, you know, I got, I got in there very late to Vegas. It was like one o'clock in the morning. So I texted all my people who came with, you know, my staff and like, yeah, let's go out. And so the other girls, the other women were more, you know, more regular people. They weren't going to go out at one o'clock in the morning, but this girl's like a crazy freak. Sure enough, she met me out. So we started going out like two 30 and we, we, hit it hard we didn't get home till like eight o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. and we ended up, ended up getting kicked out of one strip club mm-hmm. at the end of the day and then we had another strip club with two strippers in a private room all three girls are naked you know crazy stuff and then she comes back to the uh, hotel with me and she's with me but you, you know. don't just say crazy stuff on you get a little specific so you go in to the to make it a hot story you got to just say what really goes down so you go in with oh. two like hot strippers that are totally naked anyway because it's their job but your girl yeah. starts to get naked in Takes the back off her clothes too and they're all how old's your nurse she's 26 okay so she's 26 you have two girl strippers in there and so your girl goes in there and takes off her clothes yeah, all three of the girls are naked, and mm-hmm. you know, and then we're everyone's like, you know, touching, licking, sucking. You know, for an hour and a half, we have the private rooms. And so, and are you we, doing anything with the girls, or just the girls? Yeah, I mean, I'm t- you know, we're not having sex, but you know, a lot of touching, a lot of you know, mostly manual manipulation. Right. And, uh, There's no going know. down. No one goes down on the snatches of each other. Like you can't do no, stuff no, like not, that, right? No, no, no. And that happened with me and her in the hotel room afterwards. Right. So, so then you go back to the yeah. hotel room. Yeah. So she stays in my room. And then the next day. And do you fuck her? But no, I actually didn't fuck her that night. No. Okay. I, yeah. We just, you know, she, oral, basically. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then the next night, my um, eventually girlfriend. I, I, she was in town. She was in Vegas. Mm-hmm. So I texted her. She came out with, with all my staff and, and, and then, you know, at the end of the night, me, my nurse and the other girl end up together again in my hotel room again. And we have a threesome and there, you know, get, you know, it's, um, you know, girl on girl action, boy on girl, the whole nine yards. So her, your nurse and your girl, like, do they 69 each other? Or are they? Yes. To- okay. Yes. So they do all of that. Now, had they ever all been with women before? Or was this their, for, were they virgins? Um, the, the now ex-girlfriend claims that she wasn't. I'm not sure if I believe her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she claims she didn't do threesomes before. Although she's done a lot of crazy stuff. Uh, my nurse definitely has. <laughs> okay. So they totally she's, she's, get it on with each other and you watch and then you join yeah. in and you fuck them yes. both? Uh, no, just the girl. That's the eventual girlfriend. So then I, I, didn't, I didn't screw the nurse, no. What did you do with the nurse? Anything or was she off limits? Because no, yeah. So, yeah so it was more watching her and the ex-girlfriend go at it. Mm-hmm. You know, between the two of them, you know. And then it was me, you know, me on the girlfriend and her on top, you know, kind of three-way that way. Well, what 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 exactly went down? So, how to, like explain so it more was, visual so I people was, can visually see. I was fucking the girl, my girl from behind, and she was eating out the other girl. You know, that was mm-hmm. like how it ended. So mm-hmm. that was a coup de gras, <laughs> right? But how come you didn't fuck your nurse? Did you ever fuck your nurse? No, I never fucked. You know, I think she she's a little guilty because she's you know kind of married and and has a boyfriend, right? So it's so okay for her maybe with women. Yeah, or with oral sex, you know, then she'll do that. But then, you know, and she'll make out with me all the time, something like that. But she, you know, she has a 
you know, she won't fuck me. So, you know, if she doesn't want it, that's fine. I'm not going to, you know, that's what she feels comfortable. So the rest of care. your trip, did they get it on again? Did you do it again or was that the um, only time? That was really the only time. You know, I mean, one time I, I fucked the girlfriend in front of, you know, the other girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were all in the room together. <laughs> and you know, The same so, trip? Same trip, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she but, just watched? Yeah, she just watched, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, we were all like crashed out during the night. Yeah, it was like you know after like another insane night of you know um, alcohol and drug fuel right. uh, madness. Did you and your so, girl once you started dating? Did you guys ever have any threesomes while you were dating, or was that the that was the big you know that was the only no? Thing? I mean, we talked about it, and and you know, you know, I, I I tried one night when we were in London. We were in the box, and there's this other Russian girl who's an artist who um, I'm friends with. You know, and I, I never, you know, yeah, I mean, I kissed her a couple of times, but nothing, you know, so she, nothing uh, more than that. And so she was at the club with us, and I was trying to get her to come home with my girlfriend and do a threesome, you know. But um, that was, you know, we talked about it a couple of times, we never really, uh, you know, came to fruition. But we, we, you know, when I was with the girlfriend, it was pretty, it was, you know, not as crazy. She actually didn't like to go out, and, um, so we didn't really go clubbing much. We, you know, stopped the drugs, and she she liked to be you know vegetarian, exercise, you know, stay in. You know, that's what she enjoyed doing, and you know, she kind of, you know, she obviously was not like that all her life. She obviously was a crazy party girl, but she kind of was trying to reject it and trying to. Right, you guys were very much on the same page like that. You were both sort of. Trying to be healthier. Yeah, yeah. uh-huh. And, 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 and you know, both probably deep down inside looking for that more peaceful sort of kind of existence and that yeah. real relationship in the middle of the chaos, but maybe not ready yet to give up the chaos because yeah, you're just yeah, not yeah. there yet. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I'm not there, and I think she's like way, way, you know, I mean. Yeah, because she's younger like, than you. Like, you're yeah. fucking 50. She's well, only like. Well, no, but she, but, but, yeah, this girl started when she was 12. Right, so but so, her, but she's never, but she never got married and have kids. So, no, so that means she's been working her of, stuff uh, out. Of, of like crazy life. I mean, super crazy. I mean, you can't even imagine. You know, you, you lived a crazy life too. But, but yeah, same thing. So it's age of twelve. Right, but and, what I'm trying to say is that that doesn't mean that means that this whole time of her living out all that stuff, she's yeah, been working she, she herself she, out. So she might be not that far behind you. Like what happened with you is like you weren't acting you couldn't like you were like pretending to have like a fake life like this girl has never had that fake life right she's just sort of been acting out the whole time so you know she she could be learning through all of that as well she had she had a four-year relationship. at one point she moved to israel was with a a religious orthodox guy for four years so Mm -hmm. i mean she tried you know to 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 be normal and she tried i mean she can't sustain it um, right, but she, she ultimately really, wants that too as well for herself. I think, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's not, it, most people do. They just have to hit rock bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all, she was looking to be, you know, a better person as well. Like I said, you guys had that in common. You talked about that. She read a lot of the books that you were reading, right? Like she, you guys were. Yeah, she was trying. Yeah, yeah she, she was she, trying. She made some. She made some progress, and and I encouraged her to try to work out her issues, and mm-hmm. you know, and. Yeah, and she'll eventually get there. That's she's on her own timeline, you know, in her own yeah. life. Like that's yeah. the 
problem with people. Like you could be a little bit ahead of somebody, a little bit behind, you know, but it's like no one's right or wrong, right? Everyone's just where they're at in their life because they're supposed to, you know, and she's a lot, like I said, she's a lot younger than you. So she's going to work her stuff out the way that she does. But hopefully for her as well, like for you, that she eventually works it out and, you know, gets to a place where she could be more of who she's supposed to be, you know, instead of all this dysfunctional stuff. But, um, you know, good news for the podcast is you're not getting totally better anytime soon. So we'll probably have you back on and have some more crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I definitely have relapses all the time. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait till you want to eventually admit always- the fact that you like you go down on 68 year old women. Because I, I really never, believe that's like your I thing. Never have done. I've never done that, my dear. <laughs> You're such a liar. There's a woman that runs your I, building uh, that I know you fuck her, and she's like straight never. up like seventy. No, you no totally way. fuck her. There's not a doubt never, in my mind. Ever, I got the vibes ever. from her. Come on, no. doctor guy. Why won't you admit it? I think it's like your secret I thing. Swear, I swear to God. <laughs> I, I will, I will, whatever, I'm telling you, I never would, never would. I mean, I, I, I've slept with girls my age, you know. No, I've you've been with, with older, the woman that owned nope. the restaurant, she was so much older. Oh, yeah, she was a little older, yeah. A little yeah, she older, was, she was you know, 60. I don't think she was 60. She, she was almost 60. Up. I mean, she looked great. Listen, she was hot. I thought she had a very sexy, she was sexy for her age, okay? Sexy, yes, yeah, sexy. For sure. She did not look like a, you know, she looked really good. Yeah. And so I would, but, but she was definitely close to 60. Uh, I mean, I didn't ask for ID. Listen, Christy Brinkley is 60, and who wouldn't say that they would fuck her? This woman looked really good, but I don't think that's not what I'm talking about, that woman. I'm talking about about like like a a, a fetish with grandma. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't have that. All right, we'll see. Anyway, (laughs) all right, so thanks for calling in again. No thanks problem, for giving no us our stories. Thanks for that e- the the message from the Russia. Yeah, really yeah, you don't mind me tweeting out that picture, right? Because nobody knows who she is and nobody knows who. Yeah, you are. yeah. It's okay, fine. cool. Yeah, I, yeah, it's so random, yeah. It's All right. All right. Thanks All right, again. Good day. luck with everything. Don't die anytime soon. Just hold back on the uh, cocaine. I'll, sounds good. Okay. <laughs> bye. 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 Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about? To anyone, to anyone, or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.